want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with all my book releases, book tour schedule, signing, all that good stuff. And as always, if you'd like to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to moneymatterstoptips.com and click on Become an Author to Apply. Uh, really excited to have the guest, Cannon, on the line today. He is the president of the American STEM Institute. Uh, so, again, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. So, I can see you do quite a bit um, in the uh, STEM world, and then also, um, I mean, you're just working on a lot of interesting different things, which you'll get into. Um, before we get into what you're doing over at the American STEM Institute, let's just start with your background. So, how did you get started in business? At a very very young age, but the businesses that I work on mainly are STEM-focused. STEM stands for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. You know That's been at the forefront of the global economy. The Bureau of Labor Statistics, they're looking at a 20% over, over cumulative average growth in that sector of the economy. So at a very young age, I developed earthquake prediction models. I was in, between the ages of 10 and 15. I successfully predicted the Napa Valley earthquake that happened in 2014 within 15 miles using using the model that I've developed and I've been in significant talks with the USGS about improving that and developing the model further for the whole country. And then I also did the data consulting. I ran a data consulting business providing solutions for industry customized solutions to help them better understand the data. You know, I've I was a former national chess champion, so I really understood the pattern recognition side of things and knew how to help large companies unlock their data. So I did work for Liberty Mutual Insurance, the leading property casualty insurer in the country, and New England Biolabs, their big biotech company out in Boston. Since then, I've gone on to, you know, I've also done some work at Harvard Medical School with respect to MR spectroscopy that's very similar to MRI machines that we see in hospitals a lot. So my interest in business primarily derived from a passion for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics and help and trying to get involved in the entrepreneurial side of that and in as many ways as possible. So what would you give, um, you know, what kind of advice would you give the, the, the new college grad that's just entering the workforce and they're also interested in STEM? What kind, of, what kind of advice would you give them? I would say that you're, you should – STEM is actually something that's a very broad field. You know, anyone can get into STEM. Personally, I graduated from Wharton with a degree in healthcare management and real estate. And I got into STEM, which is an interesting path to take. So regardless of what you study, there's always a place for you in STEM. You know, of course, if you study computer science or electrical engineering, I mean, you can go to a startup or pursue a higher education and then go work in government. But basically, the, the key, key in STEM is to have build a strong network. From a, from a very young age, you know, when I did the earthquake prediction models, I always focused on building a network. So I knew the top professors in various domains. You know, I'm quite a few. For, I'm, I'm friends with about 15 Nobel laureates, a lot of business executives, you know, insurance companies, startups, venture capitalists. That's really important. Go to conferences, get to know people, 
and always talk about what you do because that's what gets other people excited. And most of the interesting thing about STEM, I mean, of course, the same for other industries is that people are very curious to know what you're doing because it's very interdisciplinary and everything meshes together. So they're trying to see, okay, what I met, you know, so-and-so, what can I use from what he's doing to try to improve either my business or my research or what you know, I'm looking to do? That's great. Um, let's let's transition a bit. I want to talk more about what you're doing over at the American STEM Institute. Um, so, what what kind of initiatives are you working on, and how are you helping people? American STEM Institute. I founded that with the goal of providing access to people who would like to get into STEM. And basically, what we do is we provide STEM certifications and STEM training, which is really critical because. As you know, the workforce is, is changing. It's creating a lot of labor gaps. So, and because college degrees are, are very expensive, it's key for people to have access to tools like opportunities like STEM certifications where they can take a certification and then they can go and get a nice paying job and also provide, you know, do some fulfilling work that helps contribute to the economy and also society because and many of the startups, they do help improve our quality of life, as you know. We do STEM certifications and STEM training, but we also help develop partnerships between schools because we see a lot of the schools, and we do this globally, a lot of schools are trying to connect with schools in other countries. You know, the top schools in developing countries are trying to collect, connect with schools here and help perform, help perform partnerships, and we help them with that, you know, whether that be developing exchange, football and exchange programs, you know, students, students studying overseas and other students studying in the United States, as well as, you know, helping to run, run competitions, regional science conferences. And we're, what, you know, that. What do you see as the future, really, of STEM in America and worldwide? Like, what, what, what do you envision going on? I would say that STEM is quite analogous to the, the earlier stage of innovation, you know, when oil and gas came about and coal came out, it's very similar. It's only that back then they were working with natural resources. Now we're working with technology. We're working with we're working with service. We're working with um, internet and whatnot. So I would say that the future is really going to be depending on a high quality workforce, people, as well as a significant improvement in the number of entry-level and mid-level managers. We, we need a lot more of those. There's a significant shortage. I mean, of course, we have a ton of executives at the, at the top, but we need entry-level people who can do the coding, who can run the experiments for, to help improve STEM. In fact, American STEM Institute, on our advisory board, we have two Nobel laureates, a professor, at, a director at Harvard Medical School, and then a Professor at Stanford and a few other tech executives, and this is what we talk about every day. I mean, the, the so board what, is, if somebody wants more information on American Stent Institute, what's the best way for them to reach out to the company or to you? So our website, we have two websites: AmericanStemInstitute.org, which is for global operations, and then AmericanStemInstitute.us. And then they can also email me at Sugan, that's S-U-G-A-N for Nancy, T for Thomas, H for Henry at AmericanStemInstitute.org. 
All right. Fantastic. Well, hey, I really want to thank you for coming on the show and educating us more about uh, your background and also what you're doing over at the American STEM Institute. Definitely great work over there. Uh, And to our listeners, thank you as always for tuning in. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to uh, support our podcasters. I appreciate it. Uh, Thanks again, Scott.